He is the rabbi of Kahal Avas Yisrael Tzemach Tzedek down in Baltimore, Maryland. He's a Kashrut administrator for Star K. We know him best as being the calendaric consultant for the Nahum Siegel Network. I speak about Rabbi David Heber. He is with us on this Friday morning here at JM in the AM. Rabbi Heber, it's been a while. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. I'm going to this to you and to all your listeners. Hmm. It says when you enter the month of Av, one should lessen their joy, but having you on just increases my joy. I'm in such a quandary now. What can I tell you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's great to speak with you today, or I should say tomorrow more accurately. We finally, finally will catch up with our brothers and sisters in Israel. For those of us who heard Parsha's Pinchas twice, uh, we, <laughs> we have special interest in uh, what's been happening. On the last day of Pesach, uh, here in the United States and other areas outside of Israel, we read the special Achrenshel Pesach Torah reading. In Israel, on what was the equivalent of the same day, it was, quote-unquote, a regular Shabbos. All the way back then in April, Rabbi Heber. And for some reason, instead of just creating a double Parsha right away, or figuring out another way to match things up between Israel and Chutz La'aretz, Israel and Diaspora, as soon as possible, we have waited till now, till the day after Rosh Chodesh Menachem Av, to finally catch up. We have a double Parsha tomorrow. In Israel, it'll only be... Parsha's Masse. Why did we wait this long? Excellent question. That's the question the Marit asked this question. Marit was a Rishon who lived um, several hundred years ago. And uh, he asked this question, and his answer is as follows. It really goes back. It's really a two-part, two-part answer, but the first part goes back to Parsha's Bechukaisai. We know the Gemara tells us that the Teichacha and Bechukaisai should be read before Shavuos, and also the Teichacha before uh, Rosh Hashanah, should, should be read before Rosh Hashanah, the Teichacha in Parshas Kisavi, the Teichacha being the rebuking of Kalal Yisrael, the Jewish nation, by Meshra Beinu in Parshas, by, by, of course, the word of, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of God, in Parshas Bechu Kaisai, and in Parshas Kisavi. Now the Gemara. Wait, so Bechukosai is supposed to be before before Shavuos, before Shavuos, and, and then Kisavo before. Right, exactly. Before Rosh Hashanah. Correct. Okay, so those are the two primary rules we're operating with. Correct. Okay. Now Taisus over there on that Gemara in Megillah notes that we want to have a pad, we want to have a a buffer. We don't want to lane Bechukosai right before Shavuos, and we don't want to lane. Kisavai right before Rosh Hashanah because that's not. Imagine going right out of this very strong uh, into Yantif, right? Into Rosh Hashanah, right. and therefore we need a pad. The pad is is by Bechukaisai, it's by Midbar, and by Kisavai it's Parshas Nitzavim. Okay. Okay. So we always have that padding. Right. And the Marit says that if we were to if we were to switch to go like like Israel, in other words, if we were to combine. Way back, right. many months ago, Achremus and Kedoshim, to get back on their schedule, Kaisai, right. we would have pulled back Nasai before Shavuos, right. and then that Teichachah would be too far before Shavuos. It wouldn't be noticeable. It wouldn't be in the, it wouldn't be in the ideal place that we've established exactly. for it before Shavuos, exactly. right. And therefore, for <laughs> that reason, we, we, in other words, Israel 
of, uh, had no uh, no ability to take care of this. Right, they had already read the previous parshas. They had no choice. Right, they had no choice. Right. We had that also way back. Uh, we, sp- we spoke about this in 2005 and 2008 and 2011. Right. We also had no choice. In those years, right. the way the year worked out, the whole world actually read Nusso before Shavuos. Right. not common. Correct. But uh, therefore, because of that, we didn't fix the problem by Achremis Kedoshim or by Bahar Bechukhoisai. But the next half of the questions, that's what Marit asks and answers. Then he goes on to ask, what about Chukas and Bolak? In right. other words, let's, let's pass Shavuos, let's read like we did, we'll read Bechukhoisai, Bamidbar, and then celebrate Shavuos the way it's supposed to be. But let's, we should have a few weeks ago put Chukas and Bolak together, right. and that we catch up a little bit earlier. Correct. So that he answers. So the Marit says, it's not the regular way, it won't fall out. And the B'nai Soschar, in explaining really a, a, a different year, but it works for this year, explains something really very beautiful, and it relates to this week's parsha as well. And that is that the Chalukas Ha'aretz, the giving out of the land of Israel to the tribes, is addressed in Parshas Pinchas mm-hmm. and in Matos Emase. Mm-hmm. And therefore, during the three weeks when we mourn the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash and, and the, whole, you know, the whole situation... Of, of the Gullus that we're in, it's a big chizik for us that we we specifically lane Parshas Pinchas during the three weeks, right. as well as Matzah Masay, right. and that gives us chizik, it, right? It, uh, it, it gives Strengthens us strength us, right. to continue, right. knowing that there'll be the Chalukah Sa'aretz once again with the coming of Mashiach. And they, he also continues and says, there's other things in Parshas Pinchas. You have the Karbonais, which we no longer have, the right. sacrifices, as we as we discussed, um, actually, I, I told the Balkari this morning that uh, we we actually this today was the only time ever. This is a side note: the only time ever that we lane this past Shabbos this parsha during the week. We lane this past Shabbos parsha's Pinchas with the Karbanos. And you laid it on Rosh Chayes. <laughs> only time ever. You gotta have you gotta have Pinchas on the twenty fourth of Thomas, and that's it. That's the only time you ever do this. I love right? it. I love we it. We had a bar mitzvah this past Shabbos in our shul, and I thought of this Shabbos morning, and I said, "You, I give you a bracha that I can't give any other bar mitzvah bracha, and that is just as you're going to jump out and you're going to land your bar mitzvah parsha, which is something no other boy ever gets to do immediately. Some most boys got to wait a whole year to right. Learn. Correct. Correct. You should you should be like your family to do many uh, you know jump into mitzvahs. The, the last thing the answer is the Minchas Yitzchak says that we talk about the Mayadim in um, or, or actually the the Bnei Sasa says we talk about the Mayadim the Yom Tovim during Parshas Pinchas and right. therefore it's also it reminds us that one day Shavuos and Tishabov will one day be a mayad in and of itself. All right, Rabbi David Heber is with us. And uh, so this begs a couple of questions. The Maharit lived around when? Okay, the so Maharit was a Rishon, which means he had to have lived, I'm going to guess, in the 14 or 1500s. All right, so let me ask you, is it possible then that because of circumstances changing and evolving in Jewish history to the point, I don't know what goes on with your community down in Baltimore, but I can tell you in the metropolitan area, there are people doing traveling to Israel constantly. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I, like I said, me and those I traveled with, we heard Parshish Pinchas twice. Right. And well, missed it. If you go the other way, you miss it. Well, we, well, we missed Parshish Bollock. Oh, you missed Bollock, right. Exactly. We missed Bollock. Right. Uh, so my question is, now in this era... Of all this travel, uh, you know, how serious is the 
is the notion of making sure everyone hears the parsha they should be hearing that maybe we'd relax the rules and guidelines that the Ma'arit pointed out hundreds of years ago and be more concerned seriously with getting back on schedule with Israel as soon as possible. All right, no, good question. So generally speaking, once, once something is pretty kavua, especially from the Rishonim, kavua it's set and stipulated it, by the Rishonim, by the, you know, the earlier commentaries, and the Magad Avram brings it, and that's become the adapted minig, then it's very hard to, we, we don't really tamper and change things, even though, even if the rule changes. We could rephrase, though, the question, mm. and that is, had the travel been in the days of the Marit, as, as regular the then, right. today, right. What, would, what would the Rishonim have, in, in adapting the, the, the way we know this laning and this system, what would have weighed heavier, this issue with the uh, Parsha Pinchas, etc., and Shavuos, and the Teichachah. Remember, because then you're dealing with a Gemara there, right. and his understanding of the Gemara, that certainly we can't tamper with. Um, what would they have weighed, would they have weighed, you know, how would they have weighed it? They would say, well, some years we do this anyway. It's not like it's never happened. Right. So maybe we could, because of all the travel. Perhaps they would have, you know, weighed it in, in favor of those traveling. Now, now uh, yeah. We can't, we can't change it, but the truth is, it's really, laning is really... Uh, on, on the seaboard, right? Um, and there, well, most the, most say that, right? So, mo, mo, ooh, if you missed it, you know, it's the yachid is not bound right. by it. Like, let's say, you know, davening today, shmanesser, yalviyavai. Right. Every yachid, every individual has to do that. Right. So, my, most decisors would agree with what you just said that it's more of a chi of an obligation on the on the congregation, on the on the Jewish people as a whole, so to speak, uh, as compared to the individual. Uh, th- then I ask the question. Um, or maybe I should say it differently. Maybe I should make it, say it as a statement. There, there are people in my situation, for instance, who went out of their way to hear Parsha's Bullock. Who, oh, okay, good. You found you found the minion in Eretz Yisrael. Well, I didn't say that. I said there are some people. Oh, oh, <laughs> there are okay. some people who went out of their way to hear Parsha's Bullock to either figure out a way uh, to do it Shabbos Mincha either before or after. Yeah, find a place. So we did it in our show. We had it for the for the. You know, many people going back to Israel after Pesach, right. and etc. So we actually had Shabbos that Shabbos afternoon, the last at Pesach. So even though it's a chiv on the on the week. even though it's a chiv on the seaboard, you felt it important enough to to get, to gather them together and let them hear it. Right, whoever wanted, we had a balkari ready and willing, you right. know, to to go ahead and do it. And um, you know, it's a balakriya. They 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 know how to lay long. Tomorrow, interesting. Tomorrow, of course, is the longest aliyah. That we ever lain in right. Sukkim, the seventy-two Sukkim, which is um, the, the Ravi Aliyah, and which, which, if, if I could just, since we're on the topic of Parshas, throw in one more point. Yeah. As you listen to the two hundred forty-four Sukkim tomorrow being laned, you'll ask, you'll remember Tysus's question, the same Tysus that we quoted, and that is that Savim and Vayelach this year are separate. Right. So the question flips the other way. Oh, put them together because they're so are we short. Matzah <laughs> together tomorrow with 244 psukim. Let's let's and 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 the tzavim is going to be 40 psukim right. and vayelach is 30 psukim. Let's balance it. It's and, less and than the aliyah. Split it. It's less than that big aliyah. <laughs> right. So so the answer really uh, this everybody will really recognize. Tavarim is always Shabbos Chazayin. Right. Right. And, and that also happens because of this Teichacha, and that right. is. If we were to split Matas Masse, we laid Matas this week and Masse next week, that would mean Dvarim would be after Tishabov. That would mean Kisavai would be right before Rosh Hashanah, which we can't do because we've got to have the pad. Imagine laying Kisavai and the Teichacha 
and knowing tomorrow night is Rosh Hashanah, it would be Sunday night right. Rosh Hashanah, we can't do that. And therefore, tomorrow is a very long lining, and, uh, you know, it's a long, it's a long being my Sedra, it's very long. And and the Sambayelach will be uh, will be separate. Hey, it took the Jews a long time to travel. So when you read about it, it's gonna it's gonna <laughs> right. seem like a very long time. Um, so and there are exceptions when it comes to Bidbar and Nusso before Shavuos, as you mentioned. Is there any exception with Dvarim? Is Never. It, no, that's one of the rules. That Shabbos Chazon is always Parsha Dvarim. Chazon always Dvarim is always Chazon. Of course, the pasuk of Eicha. Right. Yeah, and actually, we'll we'll read the all three Eichas. This, the Gemara tells us there's three. The Gemara speaks about the three different eichas of Meshra Beinu, right. um, and um, Yeshaya Hanavi, which is in Chazayin, and then at night we, of course, uh, read Eicha, 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 right. Eicha, which is from Yirmiya, right. the Eicha. What do you? Uh, what do you? T- the, the nine days officially began last evening, you know. Correct. What do you? Uh, what do you drink for Havdalah tomorrow night? So I drink uh, beer. You do I, I so. Do you, so two annual beer. So, but well, actually, not one annual beer. It'll be two because Sunday night next week, when you make havdalah, I assume it'll be on beer. Well, here it's interesting. Luke day is here. So here, the mishabura seems to say like this: that next Matzah Shabbos is really a chumrah. It's a stringency because it's it's already yud aleph. Uh, of you, 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 you mean next Sunday night? Just so everyone's clear, right, you, you, so next Sunday right. night, which will be Matzah Tisha B'av, right. when Tisha B'av ends. But even in a year where Tisha B'av is on Sunday, the, the Yud of that we keep in a, in a year where Tisha B'av, um, we have Tisha B'av, you have to keep... Right, no wine and meat till halfway through halfway the next day. Right. the next day. And in this year, there's no wine and meat until the morning, because right. it's already, Yud, Tisha B'av is pushed off to... Right, you don't break your fast on meat, right. And the next day. So that's a Chumrah in that we don't do it, but Havdolah takes precedence. So therefore, ah. the Shabura says that actually next... Matzah Shabbos, you could you next could, Sunday you know. night. I just don't want people. I, yeah, I don't want people. I don't want make people. I don't want people making Abdullah next Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, next, so uh, next Sunday Shabbos will be fasting. So, next Sunday night, right? We'll make Abdullah. So I have one uh, one beer. I'm originally from St. Louis, so uh, <laughs> oh, there you go. So we know which beer you'll be having. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> one a year. That's it. That's it. So it is. I stand corrected. It is the annual beer. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, um, so there you have it. All right, David Heber is with us. And there was one other thing I wanted to ask you, um, and that is you you had you had tossed out a question. Actually, two things. You had tossed out a question. How many travelers were there that had very long or short fasts on Shabbat Shabbatamas? I'm not sure what you mean by that. Anybody who flew eastward on Shabbat Shabbatamas, I assume, had a shorter fast. Anybody who flew westward had a longer fast. What did you mean by the question? Right. So, yes. Yeah, so, there, there, I had a, a, whole, a number of people ask me this question, and they were flying west. Therefore, right. I had one person that was flying from, um, from Eretisral, to America over a thirty-hour fast. Yeah, and he he, he left Matzah Shabbos, right. and the fast started pretty much you almost know, right away. Two right. after he took off because right. he flew north, and therefore the light came up. Right. So he had like eight hours on the plane, landed in New York at six a.m. <laughs> right. and had to start his fast. Right. right. Of course, if he if he if he was ill or felt ill, he right. had a lot to eat. I had another call from some someone going to Alaska, <sighs> where where they were all the way north in Fairbanks. Oh, Shabbos. So basically, they went right out of Shabbos into the fast, and they drove the next day, and it was it was close to a 24-hour fast for them. And the, the most complicated case, and this is an interesting point for your listeners, uh, because this is something that 
could happen, and that is that this person flew from New York to JFK, from New York to Hong Kong, right? Nonstop, or, or I forgot somewhere in the Far East, right? And we, we really he skipped most of his fast because right. he left Monday Shabbos. And landed Monday morning. Yeah, that guy knows how to fly. <laughs> except, <laughs> except his flight was scheduled to go west, very far north, and we sat and calculated exactly. In other words, the fast started in the middle of the night because the light came up, right. and then we had to calculate at oh. what point he's crossing the dateline, and, and, and according to all opinions, and how many hours into the flight. Guess what happened to him? His father-in-law comes over to me after the fast and says, you'll never believe what happened. For six, seven, eight days in a row, it flew west which was what was scheduled, and that's what normally happens. Here they decided to fly north and then east. Oh, gosh. So for just a, a tip to your listeners, whenever you look at those online tables, which are wonderful, you know, marvelous, uh, you have uh, high tables at Mice Manum. To see when to daven. They, right. they are basing it on the normal flight pattern. Right. But if there's a change, then the whole thing gets thrown off. And because yeah. he flew east, it ended up, the, the whole... The whole times and calculations were, were off. Right, but you gain, but you gain, but you gain, but you, but you lose time in, in a good sense when you go east. Correct, correct. But the, the, but it was not as good as if they would have gone the other way. Not, right? It was not fast enough. Right, understood. That, that based on when going, see when he was going west. Right, he was losing time, but he crossed the date line. Right, so because of that, it was tomorrow. It was ready the next day. A little right. bit earlier. And then you asked, how can someone? I mentioned this earlier. Mishnichnas Av Matin Besimcha. When you enter the month of Av, and the nine days begin, and obviously you were building up to Tisha B'av, the Simcha, the joy of the collective Jewish community, lessens, and one is supposed to uh, adhere to the customs to whatever degree they do. Uh, to uh, to make sure that that simcha, that joy, is lessened. One of the reasons we don't eat meat or drink wine in the normal conditions during the nine days and other things as well. But you write here, how could someone be mishenichnas av imatin besimcha? How could someone observe that twice? What do you mean by that? So here, so he flew, he crossed the date line. I got a call yesterday. <laughs> I got an email yesterday from somebody yeah. who was who was in on the far east. He was flying back home. <laughs> right. So what happened was he took off after Rishchidosh began. Right. The question was. Does he have to most of twice? Cause right. he's, flying, he's flying out of Rishchidosh, right? Right, and then back into Rishchidosh. So <laughs> right. he, he went back into Tamas, <laughs> and then he went back into uh, um, uh, back into Av. So that was Mishnichtas Av, Mematzah Besimcha twice, which leads to a, one of my favorite international dateline questions and answers. This is a, a favorite is let's say a boy is bar mitzvah. There's such a flight. He's bar mitzvah in Korea. Right. On let's say on the 18th day of Thomas, right. his bar mitzvah. And he's in Korea that night, and he's, he becomes bar mitzvah, Malatov. And he gets on the plane, and he flies to Los Angeles, and he lands in Los Angeles on the 17th of Thomas. Right. Which is he, and he goes to the, to the, to the, to the Gabbai in Shul from Mincha, and he says, give me an aliyah. And the Gabbai says to him, hey, I got your bar mitzvah invitation. And it said, you're bar mitzvah on the 18th of Thomas. Right. And the kid says, well, I was, no, I was bar mitzvah already, because I was in Korea last night. <laughs> So do you, do you, you say in Yiddish, do you become ice bar mitzvah, which means do you now undo <laughs> you, the fact he's a bar mitzvah? Do you lose your status as a ben mitzvah? <laughs> or, or no, once you're a bar mitzvah, you're a bar mitzvah forever. Right. So Rabbi Taplin in his wonderful Sefer on International Dateline speaks about a, the different opinions on this, but it's, it's amazing with uh, crossing the Dateline, the Shilohs. That, that I, I mean, I, I'd have to assume on the first one that he's not saying Musav twice. Correct. Because because then the the then the the observant astronaut 
would never stop. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, as they as they circle the Earth, would never stop doing the hundreds of things that need to be done every single day. I mean, I just would assume. All right, you know, most of twice there is a, a whole question about whether you damage chakras over. Some opinions would say that mm-hmm. in this case you do. Many, wow. many opinions do say that when you since there was a new sunrise, you have to damage chakras over again. But Musaf wow. is really is really part of the day of Rish Chaydish, and you've been yaitzim. They brought the carbonus. You're davening because of the sacrifices that were brought. You already davened that for that day versus chakras, which is a morning thing following sunrise. So I told him to say hallow without a bracha. Wow. And uh, I, why? Because he's going to be in shul. I told him, you know, when you get to shul, you're going to end up in shul in the morning. And people will see you're not davening. <laughs> so wait, wait for shul. You know, you're, 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 you should daven um, shak- you daven chakras on the plane. You'll daven chakras again with, with a with making a condition saying if I really didn't need to dive right. in the chakras, then there's a, what's called an adava, which is a, an extra gift spanestre, which you could do in a case where you're not sure if you have to dive in. And that goes with Suffolk Brachas, Lahakel, and everything? So spanestre, spanestre has that benefit. Wow. Where, where normally we say Suffolk Brachas, Lahakel, but spanestre, which means if you're not sure if you recited a blessing, don't recite it. Spanestre, right. if you're not sure, you have the ability to fall back on a weekday to fall back. And Did you say, tell him to say I don't need to be doing this? This is a, a tefillas nedava. And you told him to say alaviavo, obviously, in that correct, correct. Right. and Correct. Yeah. And I told him wait for Musaf till you're in shul, right. and, and, and and howl you'll be saying with the with the congregation. Right. And you can be already on the plane the day before. Yeah, but you could also be yotze to bracha with the chazan if you want. So that too, right? That right. also, right? Correct. Wow. Correct. Rabbi Heber, it's amazing speaking to you. I'll tell you, I never thought I never thought a simple entry into the nine days could be this complicated. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. I hope it is the uh, final time we have to uh, start the uh, observance of the nine days, and we should all gather soon in the rebuilt city of Jerusalem. And as soon as I find all the things I've been saving up uh, to discuss with you uh, regarding five seven seven six, we'll make contact again. Please, God, Rabbi Heber. Okay, great to speak to you and. Uh... Uh, every, all your listeners should have a good chaydish, and we should we should come together in Jerusalem and the rebuilt Jerusalem speedily in our days. Amen. Thank you so much, Rabbi David Heber, the Rabbi of Kahal Avos Yisrael Tzemach Tzedek in Baltimore, Kashrus Administrator for the Star K, and Calendaric Consultant for good reason, as you just heard over the last twenty minutes for us here at JM in the AM. <laughs>